Well, hey, Jason, welcome to Leading is Serving Podcast. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good. You know, it, there's a lot of changes that have been going on in this fall time. I know. And I'm just there's a, just trying to keep up with it all. I was just thinking, like, is it a bad omen that our first night of freeze ends up with, like, snow on the ground the next morning? Right. <laughs> like, I'm falls not... over, snow's here, right. buckle up, people, here we I, go. <laughs> I was like, oh, got to worry about all the winter stuff now. Oh, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was real. I, you know, I came down the stairs before the sun came up to you know kid stuff, right? And I just stopped at the bottom of the stairs because I could see my car out the window. <laughs> and I was just like, "What is what? 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 It took <laughs> me, it took a minute to really truly register what was going on in life that morning. That was <laughs> that was fun. Uh, um, That's too funny. But uh, yeah, man, welcome to podcast. I mean, our yeah. our our goal here is to inspire people to you know, fight for the highest good of others mm-hmm. in their leadership that, you know, that we truly think about others first. Uh, not that we're, you know, diminishing ourselves in that, but, you nope. know, that we're fighting for their good. And right. It doesn't mean just in the workplace. Completely. You know, across Completely. the board. And that is what our day is about today on the mm. podcast. I, yes. And I'm super excited about interviewing this person, yeah. uh, Jeremy, um, just because he has been somewhat that is uh with his tools and his gifting that he's shared with us, um, maybe not directly with us, but like he is going to today, um, he has just made a lot of changes for, I mean, you and I have talked about some of the stuff yeah. multiple times over. And then all the more reason I'm excited about the fact that he's here today because um, we've been sharing the tools with you guys yeah. on the podcast. You know, we start each each podcast with a, a tool and this is one of the main guys that has come up with a lot of these tools that we've been sharing with you guys. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm super excited that he gets to share his heart directly yeah. from him. I mean, you know, part of our thing this last year on the podcast has been we want to highlight the stories of local business um, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy's not local. No, he's not. Okay. Uh, Jeremy lives in Oklahoma City. Correct. Um, he is the co-author of a handful of books, mm-hmm. um, some of which you have heard the tools derive from on right. the podcast. Five Voices is a mm-hmm. huge one that he co-authors with Steve Cockrum, um, and also Five Gears. Both of those guys wrote that, as well as The 100X Leader, which um, incidentally is one of the tools coming up on one of our intros coming up okay. um, on the one of the next couple episodes. I'm talking about what is a 100x leader, mm-hmm. um, about being a healthy leader and multiplying that. And so um, Jeremy is uh, the co-founder of Giant Worldwide, which is where we've been pulling the tools from for um, you know, for the podcast, what I've kind of based my consulting on and stuff. But um, so why, though? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why are we going outside? You know, uh, I think that's an important question of saying that. You know, we reached out to Jeremy because one of the, he just had a a book release October 4th Mm -hmm. called The Peace Index. And I go back to, I think it's episode 41. We spent that entire episode talking through The Peace Index, Mm -hmm. that that's a tool that's been around Giant for years. um, And it's one that just keeps resurfacing in our lives, in our leadership, in the podcast, as this is instrumental to us. Yes. And, you know, and here's a book being, you know, taking it even deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we reached out to Jeremy. We're like, man, how can we use this? <laughs> right. And you know, and he graciously agreed to come on the podcast. On the podcast. Right. Um, but also coming up in November, we're going to hold a peace summit. 
um, mm-hmm. that introduces this concept to our community, to our leaders and things like that. Um, we would love for you guys to be involved in that, be a part of it. Um, it's just 10 bucks to, to come. It's at Dyes Walk Country Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll tell you a little bit more about that um, um, probably after the after the interview and whatnot. But um, so stay tuned. Yeah, yep. you know, <laughs> um, I mean, you definitely don't want to miss this interview. And yes. um, but that's you know, we have found this tool to be incredibly transformational. Mm-hmm. This is for sure. Um, that the the Peace Index is basically a fivefold framework mm-hmm. to help us understand where we're at and where we're going, and you know, and improve the peace. And Jeremy's gonna. I think we're going to dive deep into what yep. that means and such. And, you know, it's about conquering chaos and finding yep. fulfillment in what we do and who we are. Um, and that, you know, it's not a, this is not lovey-dovey, warm, fuzzy, touchy-feely language. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of sounds like it. So, you know, you know you're not too manly. Right. <laughs> you're not too, you know, you're not too tough for this. Right. This, is, this is stuff that we go through every day. I mean, off the air, we were just saying, um, we think that you know mental health, emotional health, um, that roller coaster of life. We're all on it, right? For sure. I mean, yeah. as a business leader, how often does your life get <laughs> your personal yep. journey for the day get sidelined because of the chaos of life? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, all Every, uh, like it's almost guaranteed two to three times a week, a minimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a business owner, you never know what's going to come at you. Right. So, And all it takes is a text. Right. That's the crazy part. <laughs> 144 characters or less. Right. And chaos ensues, right? Right. Um, so how do we find stability mm-hmm. in the midst of, yeah, these things are coming? Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think this is going to be an incredible interview. Yeah. So I... I I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to take away from him, but I would love for him to explain this and go deeper. So let's let's jump in. Let's, let's jump in. Yeah, we're gonna skip the rest of our our blabbing. Yes, and we'll just <laughs> let him do his talking. That's right. He's a rock star. So uh, Jeremy Kubicek, um, author of the Peace Index. Here we come. Well, Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. I know you're a busy man, so we're going to just jump right into it. I'd love to chat with us. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Where did it start? Give us a little bit of background information about you. Good to be with you guys and super excited for to share. Yeah, no, I am a farm boy from Oklahoma, and um, I grew up on this farm, and I had this uh, idea when I was 18 years old. I had mentors. I'd been apprenticed uh, by people, truly discipled, if you will, and apprenticed. And uh, so they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember at 17 in a tractor, uh, you know, disking some farmland. I'm like, I want to influence influencers. And that was like uh, the, the whole idea of it. And so um, I went on a journey. I, w- I went to a small little school and, uh, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma Baptist University. And I had a professor who said, Jeremy, you're a business guy. Why don't, you're an entrepreneur. Why don't you use business as a platform for good? Mm. And I'm like, man, how do I do that? How do I? And so I came up with this mantra my senior year. I'm like, I'm gonna, I want the world to fund me to influence it. And so I began uh, this journey. I went to Asia for um, a term. I came back, and my that that professor basically we established a business in Moscow in 1993, and I moved to Russia in 1993 to create um, economic school with some business partners. 
a marketing company, an accounting training business. And we just started using business as a platform for good. And then we used that money and we, we started Young Life and we started doing all these different initiatives and in, to help Toys for Tots and all these things um, that we, we brought over to Russia to try to, you know, change the culture. And mm -hmm. uh, that's what, that's where I got established and started. And that experience, that was my first book, Making Your Leadership Come Alive. It has mafia stories, client was assassinated, mm -hmm. um, car bombs, coup attempts, um, that, that toughened me fast. And, sure. <laughs> and so, um, so I, I built most of the tools, a lot of the tools from that experience and, mm -hmm. uh, that we created. So that's a little bit of how it started. Okay. Um, and, and so then I went on to be in private equity and work for some good guys, work for some bad guys. And, uh, in essence learned like the world needs better leaders. Mm -hmm. The world needs better leaders. How do you do it? So I went on, the, on this process of actually, training people. And so, um, we started our own business in 2002 called giant and 2007, we bought John Maxwell's assets and bought enjoy, um, enjoy created the catalyst conference, leader cast, all these brands, Pat Lencioni, Henry cloud, all these thought leaders. Right, right. And, and then, um, I realized that that was really good, but it was still based in 20th century learning, butts and seats, <laughs> selling a book and lots of content, lots of seminars, lots of but the world was moving to these little devices right. you know, yeah. and, and these devices are fast video clips in reels and two seconds, five seconds, 30 seconds, mm -hmm. two minutes. For sure. So um, I moved to London in 2013 and started to rebuild and built giant from Europe and then brought it back to America in 2015 or so. Hmm. And wow. that's a little bit of how we got where we are. That's cool. So with Giant, I know there's a huge um, emphasis on moving from that, you know, butts and seats and buy a book, you know, information, inspiration. There's a move toward what is actually transformational in the life of leaders. Um, so talk to us about that and that, you know, moving into that 21st century style of learning. How does that, how does that look? Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you work inside a company, you know, what I'm about to say is that companies are basically made up of teams. Mm -hmm. Teams make companies happen. Mm -hmm. Teams have team leaders. Team leaders can either mess up that team or help that team. And the, the team, it, people can work around their team leader or be held back by them. So mm -hmm. if the team leader is not healthy, then that team's not healthy, which affects the other teams that have to work around that team. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like, it's so obvious. Get the team leaders healthy. Teach them how to lead. Mm -hmm. You can't just hire people to do that. There's not enough good people to do that. You have to build leaders. So people are always going, yeah, I just, I had this happen yesterday. I was in Tulsa speaking and the CEO goes, I just hire good people. I'm like, well, how many employees do you have? He goes, a seven. I'm like, okay, well, you can do that with seven. Right. Mm -hmm. You can hire a good, maybe you'll get three out of seven people, right? But right. you get to 700, 3,000, you can't right. hire. You just don't hire good leaders and you have to build them into this culture. Mm -hmm. So that, that process goes back to what we've lost in America. And Chris, you'll appreciate this in your business. I know both of you will. We've lost the trades. In the trades, there was something called apprenticeship. Right. An apprenticeship 
means I do it, you watch. Mm -hmm. Now I do it, you help. Okay, now you're going to do it, I'm going to help. And then you're going to do it and I'm going to watch. There's right. a there's a process. Right. Well, no one's doing that around your emails that you write, right? It's like, hey, watch <laughs> me how I send this email. See, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or see, I had that conversation. Did you see? It's yeah. not. And so we've lost it in the digital process. We've lost this art of apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Well, apprenticeship means learn the information, imitate me, then innovate. But we have so many people who want to be somebody so fast. Right. They take information and they try to innovate it to be somebody and they miss imitation. And mm -hmm. if you don't imitate someone, if you don't learn and teach people how to actually apprentice them, then you're going to get shallow people. And so what I've just done with Giant, we've built a system to train people, to train people, to train people. Mm -hmm. And it works. Love it. Yeah, love it. I mean, I I remember in some of my initial training, Steve uh, Cockrum, your your co-author and business partner with Giant, right, um, saying, "Don't you dare innovate on this yet. <laughs> Just repeat exactly what I'm saying." And I was like, "I'm a I'm a creative voice. No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> but then I get into my first workshops, you know, teaching five voices and things like that, and I'm like. Yeah, I need to imitate everything in this so that I truly know it backwards and forwards before I ever begin to innovate. And yeah. it 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 became so true in my life that initially I had a just a adverse reaction to. Yeah. It's <laughs> humility. It is. Right? You, you, it have is. To, you have to humble yourself yeah. to something to learn it. Once you learn it, go to town, innovate, make it better, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how is uh, how is the platform? Because I know Giant just released a new uh, Giant OS platform. How is that differentiating Giant from other leadership systems? Yeah, so um, from everything we've seen, and I don't believe there's another one out there, we're the first SaaS business, so the first SaaS leadership company. So when you think of SaaS, we're really building like an Apple TV. It's, it's formed where people can create content on the platform, and it's meant to help scale. The problem we had was in 2018, I woke up and I was very disenfranchised with our business model because it was a traditional consulting business with about 100 consultants, which is decent size in consulting, 100. Uh, but we were hitting a ceiling. I'm like, we're never going to get to our vision. And our vision is to raise up liberators in every city and sector in the world. Like literally, we want people to use our language because our tools, the mirrors that we use, the, the visuals, the uh, you know, all of the content is it changes and transforms people mm -hmm. because it's it's helping them become self-aware mm -hmm. and it helps them teach others really quickly. And when you teach, you learn. The problem was we didn't have a platform. We didn't have a system to scale. We had content to help people get healthy, the 100, but we didn't have the X. And so by creating, so at 18, I said, we're going to go all in on content. I have a CEO we run, and, and by 19, we were just spending so much money. We had so much, you know, it's, but getting ready. And then this thing happened. I don't know if you guys have, had heard about COVID. Did COVID? Right. Yeah, I heard a, heard a rumor. Yeah. Did, it, did, it, did it come it hit, to Indianapolis? Did, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, did it hit your area too? Yeah. <laughs> so COVID shows up and we're ready. No mm. one else was ready. I mean, all of our... We, and we don't really have competitors because anyone can get certified on our content. 
but our growth just started to skyrocket because we had the technology, we had the systems and people working from home. And so that was a really great base for us in a really strange way. We were prepared for it, but we're really just adapting to the way people learn in two minute increments and the, the technology usage from anywhere. And, um, so that's why we built what we built. Yeah, that's cool. So you just had a recent uh, book release. Mm-hmm. Um, this is book number five, I think. Yeah, is it's right. A, something yeah, like kind of. It's I have more, but I haven't published a couple of them. But yeah, okay. officially hardcover yeah. published five. Absolutely. So the Peace Index just came out um, on our podcast. We've been rolling for about a year now. This is we were reflecting on this. This is the most used giant tool in all of the podcast. Uh, we've, right. we've done an entire episode on it. It comes up all the time. <laughs> right. Even, yeah, even not on the podcast, we talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we have been really excited about this book launch. And yeah. then we were also preparing a, um, you know, a peace summit coming up for our community, inviting business leaders and things like that to it. But um, tell us a little bit about this book, how it came about, because ironically, it doesn't, it, from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it was a very peaceful journey into the writing process. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, they asked me to, to uh, Wiley said, Hey, we really think the world needs this book, uh, the piece. And I, we, you know, this is one of our 75 tools. We use it all the time. Yeah. So she said, uh, My publisher, she goes, um, Do you think you could write it in 30 days? And I'm like, So what? Yeah. Because <laughs> normally, that's a, it's a six month process to write a book. Yeah. I can write a book in 90 days. Typically is how I write them. And mm-hmm. she said 30 and I went, talked to my wife, came back, said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I wrote the book in 18 days oh, wow. and it was, and it's a little shorter. So it's a little, even those out there like shorter books, it's even, you know, that's good, right. but right. it's 30,000 words, not, not 50,000, which I'm normally used to writing. So I, I did it in 18 days and, um, but I think it was because I'm fueled by, um, killing chaos, like mm-hmm. conquering chaos. And so, you know, I plant the seed for all of you listening. Um, most people, when they hear the word peace, they kind of think world peace or it's kind of fuzzy or kind of like Kumbaya or peace yeah. sign flower child, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm really get, been playing with the idea of like, no, actually peace is power. Mm-hmm. peace is power because when you're at peace you're secure you're confident you're humble nothing is bugging you bothering you on, in the inside you can literally take ground and i had a good friend of mine in south africa her name's rona she's amazing and she said i had a dream about you she sent the next day she goes i dreamt that you were literally in um in this this channel like a uh the sea and the ocean on a beach and you were walking and you had iron legs and you were walking towards all of these waves and the waves of chaos. And they were like hitting you, but they weren't, you weren't moving backwards. You were moving forward. Oh, wow. And she said, then I looked next to you and all of these people started to like link arms with you. And mm. they started to actually, they were peacemakers. They were, they had power. Because the chaos of the world. And so I started playing with the idea of like, that's what maturity is to develop inner peace when there's no external peace. Mm -hmm. And we need more resilient people 
we experienced two years or more of wave after wave, the yes. tsunami, sure. wave after wave after wave. And it was the resilient who are still standing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we need more of these leaders in the world. And yeah. that was part of the inspiration. It was like, widely pushed me, but I quickly got fired up about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a reminder to those listening that this was not a, you know, 18 days of writing this book was not from concept to, <laughs> to final draft. No, this, is, this has been years in the making. That's right. And this has been a cornerstone of the giant tools mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. And so this is content through multiple lives, multiple situations, yeah. multiple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most every one of our tools, people, they will, I've gotten asked a lot. So are you a clinical psychologist or where's your certification from? And I'm like, um, it's from uh, getting beat up in life and yeah. trying to manage my emotions. Yeah. And I, every one of our tools is an answer to either Steve or myself, maybe a few others, but who are dealing with something going, I bet you guys are too. Right. Like, um, how right. do I manage my emotions or uh, what's my leadership style or why do I have a hard time being present with people or right. why can't I recharge or, you know, and yeah. so we just started creating tools to solve these issues that are affecting yeah. everyone. Yeah. Now I've heard you mention um, in talking about the peace index and the, in the book that our, our peace is rooted in our own personal turmoil. And you mentioned some of the things you went through in Russia and uh, some of the craziness there and COVID, things like that. How do we, how is our peace rooted in our personal journeys in that, in that aspect? Of yeah. So if you think about, trauma? so you have, like right now I'm looking, you guys have a number over your head, right? I have one too. It's right here. This number is right here. It's a yep. circle. And today this number is 92. Um, two days ago, that number was 88. And that's my level of peace. Now, what's, if I had to ask you guys, you know, if we really get into assess, what's your number over your head? And it, it goes up and down like the stock market. Right. Right. Now the, the hope would be that we would be mature enough that that number wouldn't go 95, 61, right. 88, 54, and you know, up and down and up and down and up and down. That, that's a, that wears people out. And that's usually immature. Think of the teenage years. They're Pollyanna one day and they're, you know, everything is wrong the next day. Yes. Yep. And so that level of like stabilization is when you can learn to manage the chaos, the mm -hmm. external chaos of the world, but then the drama of just your surroundings, the issue. So uh, that's why I put in this book, the categories are purpose, people, place, personal health and provision. And if you think about it, usually the one of those areas can affect your peace level mm -hmm. and you, your purpose might be off and you know, it's off. I'm dealing with a football player. He's an NFL football player right now. I'm helping because he left the NFL and he's trying to figure out what he's wanting to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, his purpose is off because he can't play anymore. And, but he right. wasn't ready to quit. And so that affects it. So he's got to find his, everyone has a purpose. Right. Some people right. find it. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's a key component. If your people are off, you know, how, um, how do we not allow other people's lack of peace affect our level of peace? Mm. That's a thing. You got to really work at that.
So yeah, whether right. it's place or personal health or provision, you know, I, I go after it in the book and talk through it. So, so give us, I mean, you mentioned the five areas, give us a little overview of those, each of those five. You kind of touched on people and, and purpose a little bit, but um, take us through those just a little bit on high level. Yeah. So if you're listening to go, how, how do you, how good do you feel about your purpose in life? Like what, how much is what you're doing? How much does it match who you are? And you may go, I'm just doing this job for the money. I know it's for the money. It's not really what I'm love to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not great at it, but I need the money. And it's all right. So that's, that affects your purpose. And then, so what happens in a lot of us in the world, and I've been there historically in the past, um, that feeling then is like soulless. And then you wake up in the morning, like, I got to go to work. Right. Okay. I talked right. myself in to go into work, right? <laughs> we all, we've all been yeah. there. Yeah, Versus man. those times when you're like, it's Monday, let's go. Right? <laughs> Wait, people have those Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, you can't wait. I mean, I have had times I could not wait for Monday. Yeah. And yeah. it, it's like their purpose. And so uh, that's an example, right? And then you get into place, for instance. Place is like, place should be places that, that the spaces that supercharge you. So it's like, um, how is your bedroom? How's your living room? How's your backyard? How's your house? What about your neighborhood? So we were living in London. We lived in this manor house on the River Thames. It was unbelievable. It was like a movie set. And my... Every morning, I'm just like, I love this place. This is right. amazing. You know, I had pheasants and I'm a, a hunter, you know, so I, yeah. we had, I had pheasants outside my window. It was like 30 at a time. It was just oh a gosh. joke. So uh, <laughs> then we moved back to Oklahoma. We moved back from my parent, for my parents. We moved back for my kids wanted to move back there. Mm -hmm. It's hometown. It's, yeah. it's like Indianapolis. No offense mm -hmm. to the city's that size, but they're different. There's, they're big, small towns. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I moved back. My, my, my place went down dramatically because I didn't want to be here. But oh, right. so we decided, all right, let's control the controllables. And that's a big, big thing. If you can. Now we had right. sold some businesses and then we made some investments, but we ended up building a neighborhood. And I know that's not feasible for most people. That's not a thing you just do. Right. But we right. built a neighborhood so that that place number would be really high. So we had we have an amphitheater we built, a meeting house. We have a chickens and common gardens area, eight miles, eight, eight acres of walking trails around these lakes. And it was like, yeah, we're going to live in intentional. It's called the Prairie at Post. Now, that was like control the controllables. My number was a lot, but when I go home, I love it. Like I, my, my place is a 90. I'm supercharged. We build it for retreats. We built the silo guest house and we have people come and stay. They get recharged. So it's a very, very positive vibe. Um, That's right. Now, That's right. if you can't do that, you can do DIY. You can put up string lights. You can yeah. make a fire. <laughs> you can... Yeah. You can reorganize your room. You can be intentional with your backyard. You can do things mm -hmm. to make it better. So um, that's just some examples of right. how to affect your level of peace. Right, right. All right. So that's purpose, place. Uh, what about people? 
Uh, so people would be like, this is a dangerous one in the book. I say, I'm going to have you each do an assessment and it's in the book and, but you can't show anyone this assessment ever. Right. Right. Or, or their peace levels are going to go down, which are going to affect your peace levels <laughs> right? <laughs> because you're going to assess your top 10 people that you are around that who are the yeah. top 10 people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So this could be coworkers. So it's those you spend the most time with, not just your favorite people. So you go, okay, I, I work you're on, with my, you're on my assessment. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. And then you give them a number, like literally a number. He, he's a 63. She's right. an 84. Okay. Then, then why? So, so far, it, why is it that way? And, and then so far as it depends on you to be at peace with them, what do you need to do? Mm -hmm. And in some cases you realize I need to put boundaries up. I literally need to like right. stiff. No, they can't be, they're toxic until they get healthy. I can't help them anymore. I've tried too many times mm -hmm. or, you know, I could probably be a little bit more present. And so it yeah. gives you this, this ability to actually increase your peace level. So control what you can control is the name of this game. Right. And what most people think, they think there's too many uncontrollables. Yeah, well, the people are just crazy in my life. Okay, well, assess that. Is that true? Uh, actually, there's certain things I can't do. Until you've maximized what you can do, then don't complain or whine about what you can't. And so that's what uh, that's about. And then the, the last two are personal health, which uh, most people think physical health, but that's part of it, but it's mental it's physical, it's spiritual. Um, I'm currently, um, I have a, I worked on it today, actually, for the University of Oklahoma, I work with the football team, I coach, coach Venables. And then I work with the team themselves. And I'm, it's just a, you know, I, during season, I'm there a couple of times a week. And then I, I'm, I go to the games with them. And I'm on the sideline of the game. It's an interesting job. But I created an elite athlete assessment. And you assess mind, body and soul and actually give them a rank and so every player has then a number and it's amazing what happens when you're assessing because it wakes people up because then the players know what what they have uh, what their number is and the coaches have that number too so you can assess the same thing with mind uh mental physical and spiritual and what i do is i give you this kind of everyone knows what they need to do physically we all know right. Mountain Dew, Doritos. <laughs> we all know yeah. all of us. Let's yeah. not act 100%. like we don't. Oh, really? Really? You mean I shouldn't be eating these? I know. So the idea is trade up. How do you trade up? And you start having this game plan of trading up and everything. So input leads to outputs. Uh, an apple is better than a Twinkie. You'll have a better outcome. Things like that. So, um, and then the last one is provision. And the idea is I take you through an actual way to think about budgeting around your needs, not your wants. Mm -hmm. And most people look at provision and like, I'm so dissatisfied because they want that, um, you know, Ferrari or the latest mm -hmm. blah, 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 or something so ridiculous or so their wants affect their needs. And I kind of, I, I steal from the prophet Mick Jagger um you can't always get what you want 
But if you try sometimes, <laughs> you just might find just you get what you need. need. Yeah. Yep. And it really comes down to contentment again to go, you know what? I really just need to live within these means and everything else is gravy. So what if I reset my provision to be around that? So it's, it's helping people uh, know why they're off and where they're off. Then I understand what their level is. And ultimately I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to manage their own emotions. So other people don't have to manage their emotions. Mm -hmm. And if that's, if that happens, then, then great. So that's cool. I love it. That's cool. Um, so how have you seen over, over these years of using the peace index as a tool and, you know, now, you know, it's getting a broader uh, exposure through the book and such, how have you seen the peace index affect leaders and organizations as a whole, even? Yep. So it's great because it's called engagement and, uh, when a person is not at peace, then their people aren't engaged. It's just simple. Mm-hmm. When if you can give now, what we're doing doing is giving objective language to go. If I said, "Hey guys, hey Chris, how you doing, man? How are you?" You're gonna go, good. "Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good to see you." Right? Yeah. Or what you don't want is someone goes, uh, "Not very good today." You're like, "Oh gosh, I don't have time for this." <laughs> Right. I don't really want to know. Can I call you later? (laughs) (laughs) But instead, if I said to this, to my daughter, my son, or an employee, Hey, where's your peace index right now? How you doing? What's what's up now? I actually have this tool that makes it so much simpler without all of the drama. It's objective. And like, you know, are my neighbors driving me nuts? Um, And I think we're going to need to move. Wow. All right. Thanks for sharing. Anything I can do, let me know. And now by doing that, they're feeling like you're for them because you have common language. Um, and it's not weird now. And now we've, we've actually have some anchor points to work off of. So when you do that, here's what's happening. We're seeing it over and over. I was just with a tire manufacturing company and they were talking about the peace index and how it's working with their employees they now talk about the peace index and now they feel like in the past, the CEO goes, I don't want to get too close to my employees because I don't want them to feel like I'm buddy, buddy. I need a, mm-hmm. I need a very, but with the peace index allows them to get close without being counselors. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because you're not a counselor. Right. Where's, right. Your, where's your peace index? And you know what I'm finding is that a lot of the mental health things this is just my opinion only. Uh, there's a big emphasis on mental health. Well, the solution to most mental health is drugs. Mm-hmm. Take these drugs. So the antidepressant rate is at the highest it's ever been. That can't be the solution when it might have been the peace index. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with a person in my life. I'm not earning enough money. I'm, I don't have enough discipline to control the inputs in my life. So therefore I'll take drugs (laughs) and, and to go, no, actually the peace index is helping people become at peace by recognizing where they're not at peace and doing something about it. And then by that happening, they get engaged, they get healthier. When you have a healthy employee, you have an engaged person. Hmm. That's really good. I know employee engagement is a huge issue in our 
media today, especially around the workplace, the silent quitting and, you know, things like that. Um, what are, what are some ways that you've seen engagement in organizations and corporations just explode through their productivity, their, you know, their capacity for um, not just, you know, leading and being for other people, but even in their mission of, of their organization? Well, so I get the benefit because um, we, we train coaches and consultants, you know, you're a part of that. And, yeah. but, but um, we train them around the world. So I get all these stories. Yeah. So every day my phone blows up with stories like you shared Chris earlier. Uh, and it's so encouraging to hear these things. Right. And to go. So what I'm seeing is this simple idea. Most people want to be known and the great resignation is people aren't just leaving their jobs. They're leaving their bosses. Mm. And if they don't trust or believe or don't see that that person is investing in them, they'll leave. So the team leaders were creating hacks for team leaders to invest in their people. I'm not saying fake it, but I am saying mm. the peace index gives you what to do and how to do it. Most team leaders just don't know how to do it. Right, right. And so we're just teaching them, hey, look, uh, two things. Uh, know your employees to lead your employees. Know their personality. Use the five voices. It is unbelievable. We're like, oh, they're a guardian. I'm a, I'm a connector. I'm driving them crazy or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Got it. Huh? Like light bulb. Right. Do it with mm -hmm. your kids. Same with your kids and your spouse. Now take the same thing with the peace index. Now enter, drop the peace index in and you'll have these relation, these conversations that will be more authentic and genuine that will increase your trust level, their trust level to you mm -hmm. because they'll yeah. feel and know that you're for them and you're fighting for their highest possible gain. Right. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It's not crazy. It's not kumbaya. It's right. simple yeah. self-awareness. Yeah, that reminds me of a, a leader here in Indianapolis that I talked to about it, that um, he said the peace index type of language, that shared language, helps him have conversations about things that, you know, he's in a very large global organization, that there's certain taboo topics. You're not supposed to ask about politics, religion, and <laughs> you right. know, all of the you yeah. know social issues mm -hmm. of today, that's supposed to stay out of the workplace in their environment. But through the peace index, they're able to, he's able to have conversations with his team through that shared language um, in those aspects that are really pulling pieces, people's peace index down. Mm -hmm. And he's able to find that common ground with them and, you know, and still not violate anything organizationally. <laughs> I was just laughing. I'm like a uh, non-peace index. Can you imagine the circles of like, uh, what's your political affiliation? Right. right. What's your religion? What's your sports right. team? Yeah, right. what's your <laughs> all of yeah. these things? Oh, you could create all types of Discord, the oh, Discord man. index. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. So what about next steps at this point with Peace Index? I mean, you know, I mean, I know I've heard enough of your heart. The heart of giant is not necessarily go out and buy a book, right? Because butts and seats, buy a book. Yeah. I mean, it helps, right? But absolutely. <laughs> but what, you know, if somebody's been listening to this conversation, what are their next steps? What what should they be, what, what could they do actively tonight? So a couple of things. Um, the one, uh, the book is a spark. 
and uh, like families, every family should have one piece index book, just going through it and learning it with, if you're a parent, it is amazing. I started with my kids when they were like 10, 11, 12, doing the peace index and I'd have meetings with them. So mm-hmm. that would be one. Uh, we're having How so many. How you have that meeting if you don't mind? Uh, oh, no, every quarter. I had quarterly meetings with okay. my kids. Okay. So, and I would meet with them based on their personality. That's mm-hmm. where it would decide where we'd go. My youngest <laughs> okay. daughter is a little bit more bougie, wants to go to a fun little place. My son was like hunting, fishing. Right, right. So, you know, do it based on them. Um, anyway, so that was like, a, uh, that's for, for families. But then we're having so many people buying books for their teams mm-hmm. as a gift to go, hey, we're bringing peace into the workplace. Buy it from your teams. But if you want to go deep uh, with it, then there's a peace index course, which you have access to. And you can, you know, right. you can share uh, the, the details of uh, for everyone, all your listeners. But the course, I actually, you actually go through and list every person uh, and do the people assessment. You build your budget. You like, if you want to do the hard work, so you can get the peace index very easily by reading the book and go, oh, I can do that for the rest of my life. But if you want to make it like a new end of year journey or a beginning of the year, New Year's process, then the peace index course is ideal for that. So those are a couple of ways, which again, you can share your link for them and they can have access to that. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Yeah, no, sure um, notes. Yeah, one, one last personal question. Um, in one of your talks, you talked a little bit about your, some of your personal routines um, that you use in your day. Um, I'd, I'd be curious if you'd be willing to share that with yeah. the listeners. A it's bit. my favorite chapter, actually, it's chapter eight. And I was so excited to put it in because I, um, I'm a feeler. So I had to learn how to manage my emotions. And I've been working on yeah. that. And I'm 51 and it's only been the last four years. Have I actually done that? And my wife has noticed my kids notice other people, because I used to be a little bit more like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I'm way more steady. And the way that I do it is every morning I do a call up session. I call myself into my identity of who I am. I remind myself who I am. Uh, sometimes I have to look, go to the mirror and go, Hey dude, all right, there you are. And I wake myself up. I go get some workout gear and go try to work out, listening to music, having some Devo time. But all of it is like, Jeremy, you're a freedom fighter. You have iron legs. Mm-hmm. You're a peacemaker. You And I call myself into the position of who I am as a leader. And then I have superpowers. Like you're made to encourage. You mm-hmm. heal people. You help people see what they don't see. You call them up. That's who you're... And I'm literally calling myself into my identity, almost as if I'm putting a, a, a badge on of authority. Like, this is who I am. Right. Step mm-hmm. into it. Um, and then I go throughout my day. At the end of the day, every day at 530, my alarm will go off and it'll say examine. And this is not original. This is a, a Jesuit practice from like the 1500s. But I modified it to fit my life. Wherever I'm, if I'm driving, if I'm in the airport, wherever I am, I just go through and I'm I look back and I do three things to end the day. I go, what was I grateful for? Um, I had this amazing encounter today in this meeting with this person that I got to help. Super, super thankful that I got to do that today. That was cool. Um, Two, three, whatever those are. Then I go into like, where was I off today? And I had a situation happen recently where one of my team members of one of our companies, I, I didn't feel the love or the honor. She was a new employee. 
And it really ticked me off because it's like, well, she should have, that was kind of felt disrespectful. And so I go into this exercise so far as it depends on me, where was I off? And I go, what was my tendency there? Huh? I'm wanting honor. Why am I wanting honor? It's not about her. It's about me. Mm-hmm. So I go through and understand my desire for honor. What's my pattern? Why do I want it? And when do I normally want that? What do I normally want? What's the action? And how can I trade up to a better action? Mm-hmm. And at the end of that process, I was managing my emotions. I was like, it wasn't her. It was me. You're cool. Right. And no, no kidding. This happened like two weeks later. We're at a uh, online you know, Zoom call or whatever. All our team are remote. And she said, I just want, and I didn't tell a soul this. Um, we went through and said, hey, who's got some high fives that they want to pass out to the team? And this person, new employee, she goes, I just want to say, um, I want to high five Jeremy. As a founder, you've shown so much humility. <laughs> I'm like, if you only knew. <laughs> But I did because I took my pride and made it, uh, I actually forced it to, to be humble. I actually changed mm-hmm. and like, don't. And by doing that, but if I had forced it and I had forced honor, hey, you know, I noticed you should say this next time. My influence would have gone down. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning how to wrangle my emotions, reel them in. Uh, dissect them, mm-hmm. figure out what the issues are. And then when they happen, I go, Oh, you're about to exaggerate. Don't do it. You're, Oh, you're about to slander someone. Don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. And, yeah. That's awesome. Because these are tendencies we all have. I'm always going to have them, mm-hmm. but it's what I do with them that matters. And so that's what I'm ultimately wanting every yeah. single leader to learn how to do mm-hmm. self regulate, become self aware. That's awesome. That is. Thank you. Thank you for sharing some of that real world experience, because it is amazing how um, you go through life and it's, it's these things that you learn from other people that help so many that are, that could potentially be listening that might have struggled with regulation of, of just recognizing their own, their selves in the midst of it. Yeah. So thank you. We're, we're very grateful for all that, uh, that you and Steve have done in uh, establishing giant and uh, the impact it's had on my life uh, just in the last year, mm-hmm. uh, jumping in on this. Um, yeah, I can duplicate that because <laughs> I've really appreciated it as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I mean, that's what the, you call it the school of self-awareness, right? Yeah. One you of the most painful schools ever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it is worth it. Absolutely. hundred percent. So yeah. sure. And it's, it's really a lifestyle. And that's, so if you're listening, uh, we, you know, we're really trying to live a life, um, you know, can I share one last story? Go Absolutely. All right. So my mentor, this is really funny. This, he, he really affected me. It was a guy named Doug. He was in DC. He had, uh, he was 83 at the time. He goes, Jeremy, do fountains move? And I'm like, no, Doug, fountains don't move. Do people come to fountains or fountains come to people? People come to fountains. Why do people come to fountains? Because they want to get refreshed. They need water. It's ambiance. It's like, do people come to toxic fountains like bad water? No, people don't come to bad water. No, those are cesspools. <laughs> He's like, be a good fountain. That was it. Be a good fountain. 
Mm-hmm. Meaning you have to cleanse and purify your who you are if you want the influence that you want to have because people won't come to you. You can force them to come drink the water. They won't. They won't. But if you focus on this journey of like, hey, why do I do that? Yeah. And every day, you know, you're working on these things, 1% a day improvement. Over time, people come to you. You're not forcing it on them. Right. That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. We might have to change the name of the podcast to something with right. right? I'm going to go home and listen <laughs> to this Sprinkle. Like five times. That's really <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Jeremy, thank you again for thank joining you us. So much. We really appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. We will uh, we'll be back with you guys here in just a moment. You know what, Jason? I got to tell you, it was so great to talk to Jeremy today. I know, I'm sure that. Um, you feel the energy that I feel that after that conversation, I'm ready to conquer the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the energy that I've been training under for the last year with giant. Right. Which and is just, just amazing. Yeah. I love it. Love and, it. Love it. Love it. And so. I love his heart. I love his, mm-hmm. how he's going about doing things and love it that he is, he's pouring into people like us yeah. to help us pour into other people, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. I'm super exciting. Absolutely. I loved the, I love the aspect that the peace index brings of, you know, managing our own emotions. Yes. So that others don't have to manage our emotions for us. Right. But then there's also the aspect of how we can be, you know, mature in our emotions mm-hmm. so that others' chaos doesn't, doesn't wreck our own. Ours. Yes. You know, or wreck, our, wreck our own peace, right? Right. Um, and so it, it's really a, you know, like you use the word resilience. Mm-hmm. It's a resilience in our culture from COVID to, um, you know, how your football team's doing this weekend kind of right. thing, you know. Um, yeah, just super cool stuff. And I mean, truly, like, uh, I would say, one of, like, he touched on it, but, like, one of the bigger things that we deal with in today's world is is the constant struggle of emotionally where people are at. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. yet again, like, once again, this tool is just an amazing thing for, for right. the time that we have. I mean, like we knew it was great before and that's why we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, but it, I'm super ecstatic that the fact that he broke it down and wrote a book about it Yeah. so that we can bring it again to the highlight of what, like we don't just throw these tools out to people just because we think it's a great thing, like, or a good thing. Like mm-hmm. these, these tools are like life changing kind yeah. of tools, like not the, Oh, you might go to Burger King instead of McDonald's kind of breakfast kind of conversation. It's like these things are earth shattering, life changing. They can help you balance out life a little bit. Right. Right. And as a business owner or even not a business owner, like I feel like this is one of those things that changes people's lives no matter where you're at. Right. Right. And like you said, you know, we're not, he's not a counselor. He's not a therapist. We're not, you know, that's not what. We're, what we're going after when we talk about inner peace or, you know, right. having that resiliency of, of our, you know, mind, soul, and spirit, you know, everything mm-hmm. involved. Um, it's knowing where you're off. Right. And setting a plan. Like, I love the language of trading up, mm-hmm. trading up actions, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, so some of those actions might be <laughs> to talk to some therapists and some right. doctors. Totally. Right, totally. I mean, when you yeah. get in that personal health category, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said... You know, 30 bucks at Menards but, for some string lights. 
Right. <laughs> you can but when you're in the midst of that and you recognize that you might need some actual therapy in the midst of it, you know what you're working on. You, yeah. It, it's not because... Bring some clarity. Yeah. It's not because you're living in the wrong place or you happen to go to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. It's because you need some help with something else that you're right. not able to control. Right. And he talked about that many times. Like, we're working with the things that you can control. Right. I mean, like the provision uh, category for me... Um, if I didn't marry my wonderful wife, mm-hmm. my provision category would be a train wreck. Right. <laughs> because yeah. I, I don't, I mean, you know, I'm good on the big picture, mm-hmm. but she manages the day to day. How many, I mean, how many times would my electricity have been cut off by now? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wouldn't be, you know, maybe I'd have plenty of money. Right. But I just can't get the bills paid. Right. <laughs> and so provision is in a good place for me because of the partnership with my wife. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, understanding where we're off mm-hmm. and how we you know set an action plan to you know trade up right trade up actions i mean i have to admit though the one example he used you know trading a twinkie for an apple that's yeah. a big step uh, <laughs> well, we can talk about that more after the podcast <laughs> yeah well you know apple might be a little far so we'll <laughs> get half and half <laughs> that's right that's right um, but y'all want to just remind you that we've got the peace summit coming up on thursday november 17th Yep. Um, this is a this is an opportunity to go deeper in this and really sit in that moment that we've just heard here on the podcast right. of of taking that assessment of you know the number that's hanging over each of our heads and how volatile it is mm-hmm. and how we can move toward re- resiliency in that. Right. And so we really want to invite you to that, not just because I mean it, it's ten dollars to get in. Right. This is not a you not know, expensive thing at all. No. And yeah, you know, this is not, we're trying to make money off of this either. No, this is sure. just, we believe in the transformational power of these tools. Right. And we want to share them and right. we got to cover our costs. That, that too. <laughs> so yep. in there, um, um, we'll put, we'll put the link of where you can register in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I remember off the top of my head, if so, if you're listening, this might be wrong, but I'm 99.8% sure I've, it's right. So, um, you know, the bit.ly links, bit.ly slash peace dash GW for Greenwood. Okay. Peace dash GW for Greenwood. So bit.ly slash peace dash GW. And when all else fails, check the show notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when all else fails, just call Chris because, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, check the show notes. <laughs> Um, but in there, you can also add on um, the purchase of the book, too, and mm-hmm. we'll get you a copy of that and have it for you there so that you can take that home. Um, but yeah, just a couple hours that night of really digging in and understanding how um, when we're at peace, mm-hmm. how that affects our engagement, um, yep. not just at work. I mean, right. you know, we're going to gear this toward the business leaders, toward the organizations, toward, you know, um, like Jeremy said, we need we need better leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gearing it toward that. But you know, like you said, how many examples in this podcast have been about how it's affected us as families, True. as husbands, wives, spouses, uh, business partners to parents and kids. I mean, like, I mean, this is something that your middle schoolers and up can grasp onto and understand. And so um, feel free to bring them along. Yes, please. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and at the, uh, Jeremy mentioned the peace, uh, the peace index course. Mm-hmm. That's a, um, it can either be self-study or it can be done in a cohort as well. Okay. Um, we'll be talking more about that at the Peace Summit, of that how to great. access that course, how to be a part of that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just uh, taking a step further 
you know, one more step toward peace, one more step. So, so um, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging absolutely. out with us. We're going to cut it short or yeah. not cut it short, but cut it. But yeah, we're going to go listen to this again. So we right. <laughs> remember. It we'll see you guys on um, the 17th. Yeah. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe. Yes. Oh yeah. Like shoot us. Yeah. Send it, go to the new website, leading serving. Please do. Yeah. Awesome so, oh, make sure you share this too. Cause oh yeah, we definitely, yeah. Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you then.